Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Who? Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? Dr. Solomon Hughes, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and HBO's Winning Time, joins the boys. So buckle up, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. Sode 430-something coming out at you guys and Sode 430-something. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossing the Rock, Nikki Snacks Kreider, and Dr. Solomon Hughes, who plays Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in HBO's Winning Time. Before we get into this awesome interview, another great one out of HBO's Winning Time cast. Got to remind you guys that we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off your welcome bonus. Who doesn't like free money? Put your money down. Get your money back. Get money. Get paid. Bet win masters it's their world series mlb it's their nba playoffs it's all there for you you can't bet on the showtime lakers because they don't exist in real life anymore that was in the past but we do talk about it on this awesome interview with dr solomon hughes who plays kareem abdul jabbar so without further ado the charity stripe gets down gets with it enjoy we're taking it back to the forum hit your free throws all right, you heard it in an hour intro. We've been covering Winning Time. It's one of our favorite shows on HBO. We say it all, HBO just doesn't miss. We say it all the time. They hit with Game of Thrones and are consistently on fire, and that's just to name one show. Uh, we have Dr. Solomon Hughes in the house. He played for Cal basketball, played for the Globetrotters, got his doctorate, coaches basketball, and, of course, he plays Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on HBO's Winning time of the many lives you've seemed to have lived, which is the most surprising, Solomon? Oh, man, that's a great, great, most surprising. Uh, well, you know, I, I think parenthood, right? I'll say parenthood and marriage, right? They are the ones that offer the most surprises, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like professional, like what I've been paid for, uh, if this, absolutely. I mean, I, I would be lying if I said anything else, like the opportunity to, to become an actor and to work on such an incredible project with so many incredible people um, and just the way it all came together has, has been a wonderful surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting yeah, at I, point a, how did he get, how did you get the role? Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, so a casting director reached out okay. uh, in the summer of 2019 and I was, I, I was with some friends. We were uh, up in Yosemite and I got a text message from a, a very good friend of mine who actually used to play basketball at Cal with me, okay. Robbie Jones, who's been acting for 20 years and has had a really great career. He's was a lead in a Tyler Perry film. And right before COVID, he was a lead in a film with Jim Gaffigan. And so Robbie texts me and Robbie's a little bit of a prankster. So he says, Solomon, there's a casting agent. They're doing a search for a Kareem Abdul, for someone to play Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in an upcoming show on HBO. And there's a casting agent that's going to reach out to you. I'm just like, whatever, right? Like delete. And then follows it up with like, this is not a joke. I'm getting ready to call you to explain this to you. So he calls me and he's like, yeah, somebody's going to reach out to you tomorrow. They heard your name and uh, they want to see if you're interested in auditioning. 
And so, so sure enough, yeah, I, I, I got um, sides from a casting agent. And then Robbie was incredibly helpful in helping me put together my self-tape. And, and honestly, for me, I was, I was just, I, I tell people, I was just excited to audition. I, I just like, it was like, at the very least, I was like, this is a very cool story. Like nothing may come of this, but this is a very cool story. So, uh, so sent in the self-tape. And then a few days later, learned that they were going to fly me down to LA to do an in-person audition. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is getting real. And so <laughs> uh, I, you know, f- fortunately before my uh, in-person audition, I had an opportunity to talk with Max Bornstein and Rodney Barnes, the executive producers and writers. And uh, I, you know, I, I was just, I, I think they're both amazing. And I think that they've worked on really cool projects. So I was uh, definitely having, you know, this, this kind of fanboy moment where I'm like, I'm talking to these really cool guys and I might get to meet Adam McKay. And sure enough, you know, when I come, when I went down for the audition, Adam was there along with Francine Myers and, and, you know, Adam's team, Kevin Mestick, et cetera. And, you know, I'm like trying to keep, you know, control the heart rate. And, yeah. <laughs> and I went in there, you know, did the audition and, and they, they put me through it. I mean, it was, it was, a it was, it, they, they beautifully combined uh, creating a welcoming environment, but also putting me through the ring, like an hour plus of, you know, take after take, do it again, do it again, do it this way, do it that way. And then some improv, you know, and, and I was doing, I was, I, I did uh, my audition Quincy was was there and i so I, I read through a scene with quincy and uh we were both in the laker gear but yeah it was it was surreal and so and I, this, and then I found out go ahead this is this is your first audition ever right so i auditioned for an advil commercial right after i graduated from college. <laughs> okay so, well yeah, yeah it, right so the big so, like real like tv right, show exactly. so you're shooting 50 percent right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah very, but, you know, very I, dream of you shooting 50 percent for sure but i will say like like I've always had an interest in this space, but like I couldn't even get to the door to get a yes or no. Right. It was just like, no, like don't even bother, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you bring up though, like they put you through the ringer, but they kind yeah. of have, they kind of have to, because not to give anything away, but in the fifth episode, it's very tailored to your character and to Kareem right. Abdul-Jabbar. And right. if you watch, like we knew it was your first, we knew we were having you on. We knew it was your first acting role. And the first four episodes, you're in it and it's fun. There's a lot of funny moments and like right. Kareem being like serious, you know, and stoic. But the amount that you had to do in episode five, mm-hmm. it's very like how I mean, was it easier almost like not having any pressure, having you ever done this before you could kind of just go in and have fun because it's a very taxing performance in episode five. Yeah, it was very taxing for sure. You know, I the uh, like I was actually just texting with Tanya Hamilton, who was the director. And yeah, that that's definitely one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. Uh, you know, uh, that 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 episode for sure. I mean, just I mean, the whole thing. But, but, but I mean, I and, and I always say this, it's like it's this combination of like it's 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 difficult but it's also incredibly rewarding you know and i think you know and i i feel like that's something that has been ingrained in me because i've had the background of being an athlete so knowing that you know more reps tiring yourself out there's going to be something great that comes on the other side of that and so um so yeah i mean it was so i i think uh you know when i think about this team and this organization you know these are figures that were very impactful in my life and the way I think about the world. And so, so there, I, I definitely felt like every day I'm like, I just want to honor these guys, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I want to honor these guys. I want to honor the story. I want to honor what they did for the world of sports entertainment. Um, and yeah, I mean, there was some heavy stuff for sure. I mean, the, the, the so, Tanya, like, the mosque scene was, 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 it was tough because, uh, you know, it's, it's, there was 
oh, man, there, there's just so much, right? You're talking about such a vulnerable moment in someone's life mm-hmm. and, and really trying to, you know, not, man, not, not do it in a way that, uh, you know, like th- that shows it poorly or whatever. I mean, that, 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 that was, it was tough. Yeah. So did you, was, did you, did you feel you're talking about the vulnerability? Right. I think that one thing that's overlooked a lot, you're talking about your friend, Robbie, who played with you. Like right. what's overlooked a lot is the the comparison between athletes and, and actors that like mm-hmm. a- athletes have to be very, very vulnerable too. like, it doesn't, yeah. we're talking about the current Lakers team right now. Like how, how much stuff is thrown at Russell Westbrook just by the way that he's playing. Like it, right. every person is under a microscope and like, he's not performing. He's just getting out there and doing what he loves, which is playing right. basketball. Like that's an incredibly vulnerable moment. Did you feel that there was some connective like tissue with when you were back playing college basketball at Cal and, and, and playing on in the big lights, March madness just happened, obviously like yeah. that last game between UNC and, um, and Kansas, like those, those gut wrenching moments, vulnerability just off the charts from all these young athletes. Did you feel that connective tissue as you were Man. playing this role? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, and that's, that, that was like one of the very first conversations Robbie and I had just about the process of auditioning. It's like, you are literally going in there and just laying yourself out in front of a group of people who, you know, like that you there, you're, you're at their mercy essentially. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel, felt a lot of feel, felt and feel a lot of those connections, especially with basketball. You know, you think about, you know, you're wearing a tank top, and shorts, right? People can see your expressions. They can see how you're responding. So there, there's, I think there's a specific kind of vulnerability, even within the world of sports around with, with, with sports like, like basketball, where everything is just so visible. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I felt like, you know, I mean, literally you're in a room where there's cameras, like, you know, a few inches from your face and Everywhere. then there's, you know, the, the crew, right. And everybody's watching. And so, so what, and I, and I, and, and why uh, acting has been, so rewarding is, I mean, you really have to turn everything off. You know, you really have to just focus in completely on the task at hand. And you're really, I mean, when you're working you're in these scenes, I'm working with other people, right? So you're really just creating your own world in the midst of a ton of stuff that's happening. And so, uh, so yeah, definitely felt the connective tissues. I want to go back really quickly to something because you seem like someone who really enjoys being challenged. And you mentioned that, you know, it was challenging to kind of portray this actor um, for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I, I read that you didn't actually get a chance to actually meet him or, right. or talk to him about this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for you, like portraying this character without actually meeting him and, and getting the approval, what was that process like for you? I know you read about him a lot and maybe yeah. what's a question you would like to ask him if you did get a chance to meet him? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously, it, it, well, you know, Jason Clark and I had a really good conversation about just He's epic, in, by the way. He's so yeah, good. Yeah, this. right. Jason Clark plays Jerry. So good. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. So um, we talked about, you know, that 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 gray area of do you want to meet the people or not? You know, because I feel like what you don't want to do is is kind of cloud your mind with an idea, right? Because at the end of the day, all of us have an idea of how who we are, right? Right. And how we show up. And then there's our friends and our family who see us, right? And they're like, ah, oh, not, 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 not quite, right? Not so fast. Like in terms of like, you know, this is who I am. This is what, you know, so, so I feel like there is that gray area around that. Um, I mean, I was, I was open to just at the very least just having a conversation and just saying, you know, I was thrilled that I got this part and, 
I'm someone that has, has admired him for a long time. And, and in a lot of ways, I feel like getting this part kind of as a reflection, I feel like, of what he's modeled in terms of not being one dimensional. Right. As a, he's, you know, he's a writer. He's an actor. Right. He's produced stuff. So he's, he's familiar with this. Right. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously has lots of opinions and he, and he writes about those things. And so um, but I think uh, so. So there was. I, like I'm one of the few cast members who literally is portraying someone who who produced a beautiful documentary about themselves, right? And so, so I feel like you know where where there were uh, so I, I I so I did feel like there was an opportunity to to connect to what he thinks about himself essentially, and also in this era of YouTube, yeah. right? I mean, there's just yeah. there's so much. I, I got really good at changing the search terms in YouTube to find like old school interviews or old school games, et cetera. He's so vocal. I mean, he's he's vocal right. about LeBron. Like he, right. his f- stamp on the game has been apparent year to year since he's you know played at UCLA, and it's I mean it's great to see him obviously in this light. I mean because I think for our generation, people don't necessarily right. go watch the documentaries, of course, but kind of seeing it in a TV medium where it is in some ways obviously fictional and based off of something, it makes it more digestible. So seeing him in this light's great. Uh, what were we were off, you know, not to toot your horn. We were texting off and you were like, oh, he was a doctor here. He went there. He was a globetrotter. I'm like this guy's literally Kareem. <laughs> just as like, you know, <laughs> just as an actor for him. But Maybe what was the most the, accomplished uh, cast member. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the, uh, what was the biggest connection you found between yourself and Kareem? Cause like from an acting perspective, you know, people are always taught find that even if you're playing like a serial killer or somebody, obviously Kareem's the opposite, mm. but like what's mm-hmm. the one connective thing that connects you versus makes you different? Like, obviously you're mm. not this person. You're not Kareem. Right. But right. what was the right. one thing that made you, okay, that's our big connection. That's where I can kind of pull from mm-hmm. myself and really mm-hmm. start the connection there and branch out. Yeah. No, that, man, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I here, Here's what I think. I think that, uh, and, and, and I'm only speaking from what I know from my personal experience, right? So yeah. I, I think I was six, eight when I was a sophomore in high school. Oh and I had God. two <laughs> siblings who were playing college sports, right? right. And a, an older brother who was also very good at basketball. You know, I had a sister who played at UCLA and uh, first team all Pac-12, really, really great player. At the, at the time, it was the Pac-10. But I think that uh, there just were assumptions that were just like just people just defaulted to when, when they saw me, right? I mean, even now, when I, when I go to the grocery store or, you know, when I'm just, just out and about, do you play basketball? Or, you know, like or the other day I was in Starbucks and someone's, are you here for March Madness? Are you, are you in one of these hotels? Cause, cause there was a, I, I don't know if it was like the, the elite eight or whatever that they were playing in San Francisco. And someone's like, are you on one of the teams? And I'm like, first of all, I played college ball 20 years ago. Thank you for the compliment, but <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing anymore. And so, so I feel like there's just, I feel like, you know, being 6'10 and, and I guess looking somewhat like an athlete, I think right out of the gate, like just my, my physicality hits people in the face. And, um, and so, so I think he's seven, you know, he's seven two and, 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 and probably one of the most, if not the most recognizable person on the planet. So, uh, so I can, I, I, so I think if there's one place where I felt, I wonder if if this is his experience and if it is, I feel like I connect to it. It's just, just the assumptions that are made um, about you, you know, like, and, 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 and the, you know, and, and the hurtful ones as well, right? I feel like I, I remember in college there were there was a, there was a time where I, my freshman year I presented. Uh, I was a part of a group that was doing a presentation in class, and afterwards I heard through the rumor, rumor mill that I blew people's minds because 
I didn't look the part of a of like a of an engaged student because I wore my basketball gear to class. And it's just like, what? Like that's just slow down, you know. So um, so yeah, I think just the assumptions that people make essentially. I know that you have a, a really yeah. strong passion for for teaching and educating. Did you kind of look at this experience and this opportunity to maybe educate people on just this story and maybe what Kareem stood for? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I feel like I, I feel like I was welcomed into a project that was already doing that. Right. I mean, just the writing on this show is like, what? Like, it's just so good. It's so good, you know, and, and just, I mean, every, just the way it visually shows up. I mean, I, I'm not, I can't, I was like, I, I want to give whoever said this credit, but I was, I was talking with someone about like, you know, essentially theater, film, TV, these are, these are, these are classrooms. They're not traditional learning spaces, but these are classrooms. Right. I mean, when I think about some of the most impactful lessons I've learned in my life, a lot of the time it came from like a, you know, a film or a TV. And so, um, so absolutely see that this as like an opportunity for people to get proximate to other people's experiences. And also, I mean, there's so much history around just oh yeah the global game that the NBA is today. Right. Um, yeah. yeah it's, a, it, it's such a nuanced take too, because it's, it, informs people who don't know how the NBA works, how the NBA used to work, what the Showtime Lakers even were, why basketball is important. If someone had never watched a game of basketball, they would still enjoy the show. But then, you know, the hoop heads like, like ourselves, we also get what we came for too, you know, like it's for sure, which is so impressive. And that's a testament to the writing and and y'all's performances as well. So it's, we're just, just a lot of lauding going on right now, but yeah, yeah. you learn something, you learn something new every day. I had no idea. Paul Abdul was a Laker girl. That was not to like spoil. Yeah. Well, that was like, they were like, she, there's number one. First and, they, and they and they flashed. I was like, Paul Abdul. I mean, <laughs> how many how many seasons of American Idol have I seen that I had? How much basketball have I watched that that didn't come together? Uh, but yeah. playing hoops, what was it like? You know, for you, I'm sure you studied cream. You know, obviously when you were coming up mm-hmm. in, in college and high school, but kind of going back to that, you know, in your in your older years and kind of you know reliving and and, and rewatching film and kind of <laughs> having to remodel your game after him. How was that as a hooper? It, you know, it, it, it gave me a new appreciation for the game of basketball, right? It gave me, I, I mean, I always thought that he was an exceptional player, but it gave yeah. me a new appreciation, like a deeper, even more nuanced appreciation for just, you know, the, like we talk about him holding the Mount Everest of basketball records, right? And he primarily shot two-pointers, right? I mean, he primarily like banged it out down low and, and was able to get off that incredibly graceful shot. And so um, I think, uh, you know, yeah, as a hooper, um, you know, I feel like, so, you know, when, when I think about my experience playing basketball and college basketball, it's, it's professional, it's, it's, it's called amateur. It's, 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 it's under the guise of, what am I, what am I trying to say? It's like, it's professional sports under the guise of amateurism. Right. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. you feel the immense pressure of, 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 you know, putting on a good show and, and getting the wins that, you know, that, that drive the, that drive the revenue and, and, and keep everybody on at the institution happy. And so, um, I think being able to step away from that and and revisit the realm of basketball from a, from a creative angle has been really really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a, unbelievable. That you know, I I read that you also like grew up a Laker fan as well. So like being able right. to kind of just come into this space and and play for your team, you know, pretty much and and put play for this you know mega star right. that that we all know and love. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, for sure. How has it changed your coaching, maybe? Because I mean, you coach mm. as well, right? How is like this yeah. impact your coaching? 
for sure. You know, so I, yeah, I, I am like, I'm coaching my, my daughter's, oh, I'm, I'm the assistant coach on my daughter's eighth grade basketball team. And so I think it's the way, you know, I feel like uh, Magic Johnson had fun, right? That like literally he played the sport to have fun, right? And he won, he, he it was fun because he dominated, right? And so I feel like there's a joy that he just uh, injected into that organization. And, and so, you know, literally I feel like I, I feel like I can't say it enough to the girls, like have fun, right? First and foremost, if you're not having fun, you need to be doing something else. You need to like literally go find what you're going to have fun doing, but like lean into this, right? And you're, you're going to have fun when you really challenge yourself, when you really push yourself. And so, um, so I feel like that definitely is an ethos that I'm trying to like get the girls to really adopt is, you know, no matter, no matter what happens, you know, forgetting about the score, if you can walk off the court and be like, I, I put my all in there and I had fun, that is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, being around all these other actors, there's, there's a lot of very, I mean, because you and Quincy, it's kind of your first go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamel, who we've had on, um, he's been doing it for a while, but this is one of his first bigger breaks. But then yeah. you guys have you have guys like Jason Clark and John C. Riley, who are right. like Jason right. Siegel. Jason, right. yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, Adrian Brody, who like, you know, want to laud somebody, literally everything that guy touches is gold. And but there's a lot of variations and levels. Um, has that impacted your view on, you know, acting for the future? You kind of just trying to enjoy the moment and, and live Oh, it? no, it's definitely impacted it. I mean, you know, Wood, you know, Wood Harris, another one, Wood and Steve, the, Har- the Harris brothers, Wood and Steve Harris. I mean, it's like, you know, there's just so many incredible performers that are a part of this project. And, and Wood, you know, one of the things Wood would say often is, Solomon, this is my masterclass, soak it up. And I'm like, I, I really approach it like it's a classroom, just watching different people's approaches, their styles. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, three years ago, I would have paid to just sneak onto a set and watch this, right? Watch, you know, Jason Siegel perform, Adrian Brody perform. And here I am like a front row seat to it. So yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I, I, I wanted to soak up as much as I could. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, Jason Siegel and I, we played against each other in high school play basketball against each other which is no really yeah fun fact um and so it was cool when he came into the makeup trailer for the first time it's, i was like jason they, they, they gave a little easter egg where the he goes up to jay west he goes hey do you remember me he goes yeah. you're 32 I, I hope you're a better coach than you're a basketball player that's <laughs> literally but it literally happened for you offset i was literally thinking that right. literally happened for you i said that's yeah, a wild, yeah, it's a wild moment sure. yeah yeah so so it's i mean i, I feel like i think and one of the other things i just i mean you know i i really praise them the you know just the, the more the more established actors the ones who've been doing this for a while they really created an environment where uh, where I, I felt like I belonged and, and I feel like that's that's a very very powerful thing right I mean at the end of the day I feel like it's I, I feel like it's easy sometimes because life moves so fast it's easy to forget that we were all once beginners at something right mm-hmm. and it was somebody else's grace and kindness and patience that helped us feel like we belong and then perform. And I feel like that's, that's what this project was. It was like a lot of exceptional talents, welcoming in people. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The way team aspects, the way, yeah, you really sound like a coach right there. You really do. (laughs) Uh, The way, the way that you talk about TV film, that media, it sounds like you have a great admiration for it. Were there television shows or movies when you were growing up? that that really that you responded to you and I, I mean you you talk I love the way you talk about how the medium shapes how people live their lives like we right. don't know that we're absorbing this, this messaging when we're growing up but it really does have right. a profound impact on us like yeah. were, were there a couple of movies or tv shows that that really 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, and 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 related to specific people in the show. So remember the Titans. I I I told Wood like the first time I met him. Yeah, the poster, right? An enormous poster, like like the posters you're not supposed the public aren't supposed to get like from the bus stop. Like somebody was able to get one of those for me. And um, you know, because we we watched that, we watched Remember the Titans as a team when I was a junior. So before our before our season. And and I really do think it impacted just the way just I think I, I think we really just uh, turned it up a notch in terms of really loving each other and, you know, and, and, and approaching every game as one. Um, and the pianist, Adrian Brody, I, you know, I, I watched that and, and I, I told Adrian, I went out and made sure other people watched it. Like I was like, I, I wanted to like be a missionary for that movie because I just thought his performance was just so incredible. Um, but, you know, but, you know, beyond that, like I grew up watching The Cosby Show. And Ethel Ayler, who played uh, Claire Huxtable's mother on The Cosby Show, is, is a relative. And so I felt like, you know, e- even as impactful as that show was, I definitely felt this familial, familial connection because there's somebody on the screen who I'm like, oh, you know, we come from the same family. So even though I never got to meet her, but it, it was still a powerful enough connection. So that's nice. man. That's awesome. I, it's funny you bring up. Uh, remember, the Titans is probably. After Superbad, my second favorite or third favorite movie after the Superbad and The Departed, I was going to get a tattoo of fake 23 blast, the backside George reverse, which is the final play they run to win the game. But I feel like the X's and O's would look really weird on my legs. So I'll just have it in my mind. But I mean, it's there's I really it's a fun movie. It's sports and everyone loves that. But the message it sends and obviously the camaraderie it brings, but also the light it sheds. You know, I think that's such an important when you're telling stories mm-hmm. about true events, it needs to right. shed and also teach you. You need to be able to learn about what happened, but also take away from something that happened. So right. I think that's important. Uh, let me ask you this. Look, a couple of fun ones. Jamel said that you were the best Hooper on set. Of that's the very generous of Jamel. I love Jamel and it, that's very generous of him. Okay, great. Now the question is, is he said he was the second best Hooper. Can you back that up? Can you confirm or deny? This is what I'm going to say. I don't know that I'm the best Hooper on that, on that set. Uh, I will say one of the things that I love about Jamil, Jamil is always ready to play. Like he is, he is game ready, like six in the morning. He's like, like he's rolling the ball to you. Like, let's go, let's go. You know, like he, there is a, there is a persistence to his approach to the game that is he, so he played football right he was a great yeah. college football player so it's like there's almost I, I i used to love in college watching football players play basketball because they put everything into it right i mean they play with their whole body and they're so, the biggest hardos yeah <laughs> exactly so <laughs> he is i mean he he comes to set ready to play like for sure like and it, and it's like it's it's like one of those things where uh uh he he doesn't get shook right like it's like if someone makes a good play on him he's like run it back, you know? And so I, I feel like that's, I just, I just really admire and love his. his sounds, sounds a bit like one of those guys you want to have on your team, but hate to play against. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. All right. you gotta do is look at his Instagram story. He's putting up shots every day at 24 hour. Oh yeah, for sure. And then trying to learn that shot. Right. I mean that, I don't know what side <laughs> yeah. it's from, but yeah, it's wild. Mm, yeah. It's a wild one. A couple more for you. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite memory from being on set? Man. Oh, Wow. So it's like asking my what my favorite, which one of my kids is my favorite. I will say there were. You can so answer many- that. You can answer that too if you feel like you know this is a safe <laughs> space. And <laughs> um, there were so many. There were so it was so much fun. I mean, just that, like what Jamil talked about, like because the so the background guys and some of the doubles on the basketball court were like 
incredible hoopers and they were so cool and so competitive. And so just mixing it up with them while we, you know, where we were waiting for, you know, in between, in between shots uh, was a lot of fun. Like there was always a game of 21 yeah. or one-on-one that was happening. You know, it was like, that was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Uh, Toss and I actually uh, have worked for that company that, that cast those, those background hoopers and, and athletes. It's called the, uh, wow. Um, game-changing films and okay. Toss and I both didn't meet the height requirements because you had to be over <laughs> six two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But we, uh, you know, what we had on our show, uh, Jordan Sutherland, the one foot god who played Dr. J on the show and did some of the dunks for him, and that guy can fly. I mean, yes, that can. guy can fly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right. ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I mean, Wait, that guy, talk about a showstopper for sure. Yeah. Jordan plays Dr. J on the show. Yep. Yeah. What am I under a rock these days? I didn't realize that. I mean, you got to well, get a plays, good dunker to, or he, he does a lot of, he dunks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. To clarify. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times when you see the guys do the great dunks, it's, it, it, it sometimes isn't the actor who's playing the yeah. character. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. I did my own stunts. Just want to point that out for the crowd out there. What up, Jackie Chan? No Jackie Chan. No doubles here, baby. Uh, all right. We always ask all our guests this. Uh, it could be from you playing, watching anything your whole entire life. What is your favorite sports memory ever? Oof. Hmm. Great question. Hmm. Okay. Uh, years ago, I coached at Alta Vista High School in Mountain View, California. It's a continuation school. And uh, we had we were playing in a league where we were just getting just dominated. And uh, we pulled out a win against one of the toughest, biggest teams in the league on their home court. You know, this is like regular season game. But that win was just I was so proud of the kids. And I was like just so blown away by it myself. Um, that, that, that was a special moment because the co- the, the head coach uh, and I, like, it was like, it, we, you know, we were just really trying to encourage the guys, like, just play your hardest guys, play your hardest. And we pulled out that win. And it was like, we both were like, oh, wow, that, that, that was pretty cool. So it was fun seeing the kids pull that one out. You know? Who was the team that y'all beat? Let's, let's put that out on the Oof. airways. Yeah. Oh, geez. Peninsula, I think. Yeah. Maybe Peninsula. Was? Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, a, it's a league of like continuation high schools. Um, and so, yeah, great athletes. Um, and yeah, that, that was a fun memory. So that is, I love that. I'll never be able to guess as long as I live people's memories. I think we've had, we probably have over like 130 memories. And I think yeah. I'm like, I'm like two for 130. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're one for two with between winning time and the Advil commercial. I'm like two for one. <laughs> what, what's next for you, Solomon? I mean, you're trying to, trying to make any, any documentaries. Man. You're trying to get out there more acting gigs, more yeah, Advil know, commercials. <laughs> Advil commercials, right? Exactly. Now yeah. I got to get you on. Right. I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm hoping for season two and excited about the possibility of it. You know, I feel like to be able to tell more of this story, uh, this, you know, is the arc of their careers and what they were able to do over their time together. And just, it would really be a blessing to be able to, to be a part of that, um, tell more of those stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like there's, uh, you know, there's, gosh, there's so many great way. So like, I guess, what am I trying to say? Like, I think, I'm just, I'm just such a fan of how stories can be told through film. And so, you know, if there are future opportunities to be a part of that, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. So. One, uh, one final question. We mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but you mm-hmm. played for Cal 
Pac-12, formerly the Pac-10. I'd love to know who I have a guy in my mind who I think would probably be the guy that you watched in college and were like, this guy, he's oh. an NBA or he's going to get yeah. to the, the bigs and he's going to sure. have a significant impact. Who was the mm-hmm. best player you saw in college while you were at the Pac-12? Yeah. While I was in the Pac-12. Um, man, well, so geez, we, gosh, that's a great question. Uh, there's just so many guys. Um, I feel like Arizona was really good. So, okay. I I feel like I got to go with Jason Terry because he lit. No, sorry. No, hold on. Arizona schools. Okay. Jason Terry lit us up, but Eddie house. Oh, packed in record 61 points. I mean, he was a man possessed, right? Like Eddie. Oh my gosh. That game. Like there was (laughs) nothing anybody could do. There was nothing anybody could do. Like he was, he was going to have his way. Like I, that was an incredible performance. And I was like, that guy's just going to be impactful wherever you put him like that. Both, man, both man. NBA champs too. Right. Both Eddie yeah. house and Jason Terry, NBA yeah. champs. Right. Right. You just saved me 20 bucks. I bet him 20 bucks in the side in a group to in our group text right now. If he guesses exactly who you were going to say, wow. he, he led it a little bit with Arizona <laughs> and then you went with jet. And I was I, like, I wasn't exclusively cause you played against wasn't Bibby there. Like when you were, like a no, freshman Bibby. or a sophomore, or that was before no, you. Bibby had just got, but you know, we okay. played against Lamar Odom, and Lamar Odom yeah. was a monster, right? Like it's like, how, how do you even match up against that guy, right? I mean, he's your height, right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, um, he's he's yeah. an animal. He was sick, man. He was sick. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of sick, you're doing a sick job, Salman. Uh, we love we we love winning time. Everyone, go check it out, uh, and you know, go follow Dr. Salman Hughes because he's doing a lot of great things in this world. Thank you for joining us, man. Thank you, guys. Awesome show. Awesome interview. Who can complain? Not me. Hope you guys enjoyed this one as much as we did. We'll see you next time. For the fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full counter. Rip that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. And hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.